Hello, everybody. Welcome to Success Defined. I'm Ben McDonald, and today we are joined by Jeff Pell. After serving nine years in the U.S. Navy, Jeff built a great career in logistics and sales until a recent pivot led Jeff to become president and owner of Amada Senior Care of Knoxville. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you. So before we even get into the conversation, I want to thank you for your service in the U.S. Navy. Uh, we all appreciate it. And that's exactly where I want to start. So let's go back to that experience and describe that experience for the viewers and listeners for us. Yeah, I, uh, um, my, my time in the Navy uh, was spent, uh, you know, after boot camp, I went through kind of an A school where I learned uh, this, the trade that I would have in the Navy, which was an, as an electronic tech. Uh, and then I went out to the fleet. So I was, uh, I was in the fleet for five years. Uh, I was in the, the first Gulf War. I really wanted to see the world and, and got a chance to do so in the yeah. Navy. Uh, went, to, went to several different countries and, and uh, uh, it was a great experience for me being from a small town uh, and, 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 you know, really kind of uh, no brothers or sisters. Okay. You know, suddenly yeah. I get out on a, on a ship and I'm, and, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm living with, uh, you know, 300 300 people and, and really just kind of learning how to how to survive in that atmosphere. Yeah, yeah a little different from an empty household. Absolutely. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> so what were a couple of those top one or two habits or lessons that you were able to take from the Navy and apply it to your career? You know, I think probably the, the, the first one that I was able to take was just being flexible. Um, you know, in, in the Navy, uh, you can be sent somewhere on a, you know, you, you, we always had our sea bag with us because we could be sent anywhere. Yep. And so just being flexible, you know, there were times when I was planning on uh, coming home and, and, uh, and we got turned around in the middle of our, of our trip back and, and, and you know, and we went out and spent three months. I remember one time uh, I was, we were headed home and, and I went out and, and wound up having to, because something broke out overseas, we, I spent three months, right. we had to go uh, actually across the Atlantic that time and, and, and spend three months there uh, when, when we thought we would be home. So really flexibility, okay. uh, you know, is something that I learned a lot uh, uh, when I was in the Navy. Uh, and also just uh, the value of, of, of waking up early. I'm kind of a night owl. Okay. But in the Navy, you know, we had to be up every day early and, uh, yeah. and, and, and really just, uh, um, just, just waking up early and, and working really hard. Yeah, and especially if you're naturally a night owl, that's going to be a shock at first, but probably a habit that has continued throughout the majority of your life. Yes. Yeah. With that flexibility, do you have a, a story or a memory of being in your career after the Navy where, where that experience directly applied to you, where you had to be more flexible when something was just thrown your way that was unexpected? Yeah, you know, I, I spent many years in the logistics industry, and, uh, you know, I, I worked for, for a couple of LTL care. I worked for some 3PLs, LTL carrier, and then I worked for a, a company uh, that is uh, most, mostly truckload, but uh, you know, it's all logistics. Uh, and, and, you know, there were, uh, you know, there were many times where, uh, you know, maybe a client was uh, being on the sales side would call me upset with a, with an issue uh, and, and, and really just kind of finding a way to make things, you know, to uh, finding a way to solve their problem, uh, okay. you know, whether it be a claims issue, you know, where, where they were, where there was maybe the, whatever their product had got delivered, but it was, uh, there was an issue with damage, uh, you know, finding a way to, to resolve those issues 
a lot of times took flexibility. Sometimes yeah. I may, sometimes I may handle that situation by, uh, you know, by, you know, maybe, maybe we handle, handle that situation by, um, by, by giving them the claim. Sometimes we handle that situation, um, you know, just by assuring them that in the future, uh, the, the, the service would be different, but really, you had to be flexible in, in those positions. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, that makes sense. So as we continue into the uh, the sales and logistics aspect of your career, looking back now, what's what's one thing that you really wish you knew at the beginning of your sales career? Yeah, um, I just think the value of being persistent. Uh, I, I kind of underestimated that in okay. the beginning. Uh, you know, I, I can I can think of an example where there's a large manufacturer here. Uh, that's local, and I called on them for for you know for 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 many years. Uh, three years, I called on them every quarter. Uh, never got a never got any business at all from them. And then one day, after calling on them for three years, uh, I they called me one day and said, "Hey, we'd like you to participate in our bid." And then uh, we were uh, we were actually awarded over three million dollars worth of business. But for three years, I got no response whatsoever. So I think probably the, the value of persistence is something uh, is something that 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 I learned. Yeah, isn't that amazing? You hear stories like that in sales all the time, and how many times do you have to touch? How many touch points do you need until a sale converts and things like that? But most salespeople just don't have that patience and persistence to see those things through, and so they never see the fruition to everything they laid out in the beginning. Absolutely, and I think just having a plan. Okay, you know I. With with this client, I, I called on them every quarter because I knew that if we could ever, if we could, if I could ever get my foot in the door, it could be something they would be a good fit for what we right. did. And so, and, and sure enough, after you know, after three years, probably you know, every quarter, at least twelve visits, uh, and probably even more uh, that you know got an opportunity. So I think the value of persistence is one of those things that that mm -hmm. that, I, that that I wish that I had had done from from the beginning right right you had mentioned a plan right whether it was a contact plan or some sort of strategy to stay in touch um what did that look like uh from the sales aspect of your career and, and how have you been able to, to hone that in and really get something that works for you yeah you know with the with what i do now with the amount of senior care we, we get a lot of direction from our franchise on that there's okay. a specific number of call points that that they recommend that you hit every day yep uh and it works i mean I, i've just, just from doing it for many years, I know that if I'm uh, if I'm staying in front of good, good qualified leads, and I'm and I'm doing that regularly, I know that I'll be successful. So uh, there are some things we can't control, but if if you know, for for me, I have a number that I want to hit every day. I want to I want to hit I want to get in front of ten good qualified uh, okay. clients, uh, potential clients, or even uh, you know clients that that we're already doing business with. I want to get in front of at least ten every day. And I know that if I do that over time, then I will be, I'll be successful. Yeah. It, simplicity is beautiful, right? That's, you want to talk to 10 of those people. It's, it doesn't need to be this intricate plan. It's this something that works for you. You keep it simple. You can measure it every single day. Yeah. That's fantastic. So you had mentioned Amada. Let's pivot to Amada now. Um, before anything else, just describe Amada Senior Care and then we can go from there. Well, at Amada, we provide, uh, non-medical in-home care, uh, mostly for elderly clients. Uh, and, and we, you know, we help with, uh, with, with 
activities for daily living, things like bathing, uh, dressing, uh, help with, with feeding, help with mobility, uh, really kind of non-medical. You know, we can't, we can't administer medication. We can do medication reminders, but we're, you know, we're in the home sometimes 24 hours a day and, and a client, and, and we're just providing those things, you know, meal prep, transportation, yeah. things, things, things of that nature that, that maybe they can't do for themselves anymore. And uh, and it's uh it's 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 very rewarding to be able to provide those uh, those things for our clients. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, and it, it's absolutely, I, I agree with you. I think it's rewarding being able to have impact things like that. It's also very different from your background, right? Logistics, yes. transportation, sales, and now you're running senior care, uh, a business in that industry. Why the pivot? What what brought you to that change? Well. The first thing when my wife and I were looking uh, looking at what we wanted to do with the rest of our lives, we were looking for something where we could make an impact on our community. Okay. Um, and and we looked around at a lot of different types of businesses. We you know we visited uh, different franchises and really just kind of uh, we, we we met with the folks at Amada and really kind of their values uh, were in line with ours. Yep. Uh, and it, and you definitely you can make an impact on your community in this, uh, in this industry. Also, it's a, it's a really good business because the demographics, you know, with the, with the population, uh, with, with, with that age group exploding and, and growing, uh, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's a, it's an industry that's favorable for us over the next 15 to 20 years. Right. Yeah. It's, and I've been ironically talking about this a lot with some people, the, the balance of both what you want to pursue, right? What's your passion about the impact in the community, but also there has to be a plan of monetization, right? If you just pursue a, a passion and there's no opportunity from a business standpoint there, it's just a hobby, right? And vice versa, if you only chase the money, there's gonna end up being no motivation. So it seems like you've been able to marry the two to create this opportunity for you and your wife that, that meets both the opportunity and fits what you guys value and what you wanna do. It does, yeah, it's, it's again, it's been very rewarding, uh, you know, the, the transition from the corporate world where, uh, you know, it's more, uh, you know, you're, you're making money for the, for the shareholders uh, to transitioning into something where on, on a very basic level, you can see where you make an impact okay. uh, on a, on a, on a, on a person's life, yeah. uh, on a family. Uh, that's been very rewarding for, for my wife and I. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So take you back to right before day one. All right, you and your wife know you're going to do this. You're about to start. What were you setting out to do? Well, obviously, you know, being new uh, to, to the to, to owning our own business, um, we, we we really just uh, again the two things that we always kept in mind is serving our community and 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 running a successful business. Uh, you know, we wanted to really just you know me being on the marketing side of things and, and, and my wife uh, doing a lot of the actual providing, helping provide the service. And, and we also have an employee that works in our office that helps with that. Just learning about how we provide good service okay. on the service side. And yeah. then for me, just really getting out and meeting uh, the, the different call points mm -hmm. the, the you know, we, I call them on hospitals, skilled nursing uh, centers, uh, senior centers, and really just kind of developing, starting to develop those relationships. Yep. And as we, you know, as we're, as we're getting clients, uh, 
through my marketing efforts, really learning how to perfect the service that we provide for our clients. Okay, perfect. I like it. Uh, you worked with uh, agents throughout your career at some point, right, with management, and it was still within the sales realm. So you were able to see people that could put together different plans, but you never ran your own business until now, right? You were Correct. in it, you were in, you were in the environment, but it was never your own baby, right? right? So what were some of your biggest unknowns going into running your own business? Well, you know, in working for, for, for larger companies, I'd never, I, I had never experienced in a small business, you you have to learn to do everything. You know, you learn to do a little bookkeeping. Uh, you learn to do, obviously, sales had been what I had done. The operations side of things, uh, I had not done a lot of operations, so I've had okay. to do a lot of that. You know, I've, uh, I've done everything from actually went out and and, uh, uh, and, and done some caregiving myself to, uh, you know, to scheduling, yep. uh, to uh, just really kind of learning how to, the, the biggest thing that, that, the biggest challenge I think that I've had is just now I'm kind of the go-to person for everything. Okay. And, and then learning how to, to, to deal with that and also learning to hire for some of my, some of my weaknesses. You know, there are things that um, as I've started my business, I've, I've learned, I've gotten a better knowledge of, of what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. And the okay. things that I'm not good at is hiring, you know, learning yeah. to hire for those things. Yeah. Well, Sounds like you've been able to set ego aside because a lot of people that start off as entrepreneurs get caught up in that. They think that they can do everything, but a little self-awareness goes a long way. Recognize sure. what your strengths are, go all in on those, and then hire for the weaknesses. Sure. That's a great strategy. So you're now you're in here in the business for about eight months, right? You've been running this for yes. eight months now. Um, what are the biggest surprises? Uh, not necessarily the unknowns that we were talking about earlier, but what has caught you by surprise in the first eight months of the business? Just the, the, the amount of the, the amount of hours that it takes uh, okay. to, to run a successful business. I, I'm usually in the office uh, by about 7 a.m. and I'm hardly ever done before eight, eight, okay. eight or nine o'clock at night. Sometimes I'm still on the computer after then. So probably the thing that caught me off guard was, you know, just just the amount of time that it takes. Okay. Yeah. And, and really time management has been a, that's, that's a, something that's, uh, um, you know, it, it's, it can be a challenge in this, mm -hmm. in the business and really prioritize, prioritizing, learning to prioritize the things that are, uh, that are, that are the most important yeah. things in your business. Let's dig into that a little bit more. Uh, what have you been able to do to start to feel like you're, you're getting control of the time management aspect? Well, for, for me, Again, the numbers that I, marketing, uh, having, you know, I've always had, a, I've had a lot of experience in sales and marketing. If I can get in, in, in order to hit my 10, my 10 call points per day, mm -hmm. uh, which is, which is something that I, that I want to do every single day in order to do that. Um, you know, I have to, I have, I have other, I have a lot of other responsibilities, uh, making sure that the service is good, making sure that, you know, I also do the intakes uh, where I go in and sit down with the family and explain our services and, 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 and get a care plan together for, for each client. So I have to do those things as well. Uh, but the biggest, uh, the biggest challenge for me, again, along the lines of time management is, is getting those 10, the 10 marketing calls in every day. Mm -hmm. 
um, yep. and, and, and juggling everything else that, you, that I have to do in the business, uh, kind of fitting that in around the 10 calls per day. Yeah, everything revolves around the most important activities. Yes. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so we've talked about the uh, unknowns and the surprises, things like that. You're in this for over eight months now. What's the grand vision for your franchise of Amata? Well, and our franchise, kind of our mission statement is that we want to enrich the, the lives of our clients, uh, their families, our staff, and, and our staff. And so, you know, I think as long as we're doing that, Obviously, we have numbers that we want to hit. Right. We have to keep the we have to keep the lights on, and that's but, that's important. But I, you know, I, I think if we're, um, I think as long as as I can as I can tell that we're that we're making an, an impact uh, on on our clients, their families, and our staff, yep. then I think uh, I, I will feel that we're you know that, that we're doing what we what we set out to do. Okay, fantastic. Uh, and how do you balance that? Because you said got to keep the lights on, right? Which is obvious. Any any business owner is going to think that way. But you also want to make sure that you're having that impact. You're enriching the lives. How do you balance the grand vision with the day to day responsibilities? I think uh, the way that I do it is just always, as I'm talking to clients, as I'm dealing with with our caregivers, uh, always keeping in mind uh, that keeping in mind that mission statement that you know that that we're here. To enrich the lives of our clients and our and our and our, our staff, um, and always remembering that the reason we got into this is to make an impact on our community. Uh, that that, in a nutshell, that's kind of why we started. If I always if, if I keep that in mind, uh, we have numbers that we have to hit. You know, obviously, I, I I always you know we we keep our we have to keep our eye on the bottom line. But if I always go into into every 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 time I deal with a client or with a staff member, if I always keep just just always keep our why we why we're in this, if I keep that in mind, then I think I'll, I'll I can I can do both. Okay, yeah, I like that. So let's step back a little bit and, and get a little bit more philosophical. Um, we're going to start with this. What does a perfect day include for you? Well, again, as as I said. The, the things, the, the activities that I do that are important that, that I have to do every day is I, those 10 call points. Yeah. You know, that's something that I always go back to. Uh, if getting in front of 10 good, for me, it's referral sources because that's where we get our business from. Uh, so a, a, a good day for me is I start, I start off about 8.30 in the morning or I get out to my first call at about 8.30 in the morning. Uh, I get in. 10 to 15 good calls uh, per, per day, uh, where I'm getting in front of a of a of a referral source, uh, you know, someone who can who can give us referrals. Uh, that usually, and, and that can vary. Uh, sometimes that can take me eight hours. Uh, sometimes it may only take me you know five or six hours. Um, sometimes I you know the calls last longer than the others, but but definitely 10 to 15 of those uh, of those marketing calls. Uh, where, where I'm in front of a referral source. Um, and then usually after that, I'll start looking at the intakes that I have that day. Uh, you know, and intakes where I actually sit down with a family. I've gotten a referral and I sit down with a family and I explain our service. Yep. I find out, I get a care plan together uh, for the client. Uh, and then, and then we, uh, you know, and kind of get, you know, maybe get our start of care set up. 
uh, and really just kind of find out, but really finding out the needs of a client and getting getting everything ready for, for the start of care. So uh, I, those are usually done in, in the, later in the afternoon after I've done my, done my marketing calls. Okay. Um, part of the, I, I also may have a marketing event. I go to, you know, several of those, yeah. maybe in an assisted living or, or in a skilled nursing. Okay. Uh, usually two or three of those, maybe I would say one to three of those a week uh, that, okay. that, that we do. Uh, but the, the thing about this business is no day is exactly, is ever exactly the same. But um, if I, if I, if I'm getting my 10 to 15 uh, calls, I'm doing my marketing events, I'm doing my intakes. Uh, those are the things that for me, you know, that, that, that success, a successful, a good day for me, I'm doing probably all three of those right. things. Uh, and then here in the office, uh, you know, she, the, the person in the office would have a, a totally different set of, of those, uh, right. of, of, the, of the things that they want, the activities that they want to do every day. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And I love the simplicity, right? It's always nice to hear the same answer coming up with a few of these questions because it shows your laser focus on what's most important, right? It's yeah. not, it's not the traditional answer of a lot of entrepreneurs that are just scattered all over the place. You know what needs to be done and you get it done. So I love it. So um, as a business owner, we face pain points all the time, right? One of the things you had already mentioned was time management. Mm -hmm. So what are one or two of those pain points in, in your life or your business right now? Um, well, the time management part, mm -hmm. going back to that, you know, getting, just getting, getting everything getting those 10 to 15 calls a day can be tough sometimes because I get pulled in a different direction. You know, uh, maybe it's, maybe I'm, I'm, you know, last week I was getting pulled in a direction of, of, of uh, you know, of, of our billing and, and, and kind of getting a handle on that. Uh, sometimes it's, it's actually um, customer service going out and busying our clients and making sure that customer service wise, but, but really that time management of doing the, doing 10, 10 calls a day, every day yep. uh, and focus and, and always focusing on that. That's probably the hardest thing that I do is keeping my, keeping my focus on doing that every day. Uh, and if, if I know that if I do that, will be that, that, that I'll be successful in my portion of yep. what I do with the business. Um, I think another thing that is just delegating, learning not to do everything myself. Okay. Uh, you know, we, we've, we've started to uh, hire office people, and really training them and empowering them to do to, to do certain things and just trusting them, you know, to, to, right. to do those things. Because uh, as small business owners, sometimes we tend to, you know, it, it becomes your baby. You know, you're, you want to, you, you, you kind of want to do everything and learning to kind of let go and hire someone, hire, hire someone, you know, a good skilled person and just trusting them to do a good job. Yeah. That's, that's been something that's been, you know, that's been a pain point of mine is, is, uh, is, is uh, finding good employees and, and trusting them to do their job. Was the delegation aspect not a, a natural uh, thing for you when you got in as a business owner? It's uh, again, because I had always done a piece of, of right. the business, whether it be sales or whether it be, you know, management. you had your responsibility yes. in that spot. Yeah. Uh, learning to just uh, learning to, 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 train employees and get them to the point where they could do an excellent job and then just trusting them was, was something that was, was, was difficult for me. Okay. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, last few here. So one of these that I want to ask is, if you were mentoring a business leader uh, today, uh, what would be those one or two lessons that you would want to make sure you got across? I think uh, small business, you know, a small business leader, just I think the first thing I would want to get across is just understand that you're it, you know, in a business, you know, you're the, you're, you know, you're, you're everything from, a, uh, you know, like I said, a, you know, do some bookkeeping, do some sales, do some operations, uh, a little bit of marketing, a little bit of, you know, just understanding that, that, that you're it as far as, you know, you, you the buck stops with you. Okay. Uh, and, and, and the second thing is, is something we just talked about is, is just, teaching them early on that uh, it's very important. You can't do every, all those things that I just mentioned you have to do. You can't do, do them all yourself. Learn to learn to, to hire for your weaknesses and just and find a, find good, find good people and just trust them to do that job. And, 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 and you know, and maybe back off of it sooner and, and let them, let them do it once you, you know, once you get them trained, yeah. that would be something that I would uh, definitely something that I would encourage. Um, Pretty, people who are new to small business. Yeah, pretty pretty valuable lesson. So, yeah. Um, okay, it's called success defined, right? So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask. And this can be personal, professional combination of both. But how do you define success? If I am again going back to the reason that we got into this business, if I can see that I'm making that impact on on my community. Um, I've always been competitive. I want to, uh, you know, I want to grow my business. If I can see, you know, three years from now that that we're uh, that that we've grown our business, we're we're hitting our numbers, but that we're making an impact on our community, that we've made people's lives better, the elderly community in the, in East Tennessee where we serve uh, and their families. If I can see that, I'll, I'll feel successful. I'll feel like that I've been a success. Perfect. Uh, building off of that success, you and I are sitting here three years from now having a conversation. What's happened in that time where you can look back and say that that was a successful period in your life? Um, well, Amada Senior Care of Knoxville has become one of the leading uh, senior care agencies in, in the area, uh, and we've been able to uh, we've been able to to effectively serve our community. If we've been able to do those two things, I'll, I'll feel like we're a success. That's great. I love it. Um, anything else that you want to leave the uh, the viewers or listeners? Um, no, I, I tell you, this journey from from leading a very successful career, uh, one that you know, one that I was I was having success and doing my own thing has been uh, it has been scary at times, uh, and it's been kind of a wild ride. But it's been something that I that I that I haven't regretted. And I would encourage anybody that's considering it, if it's if it's if it's if you have a calling to do so, uh, you know, to, to just make that leap and do it. I love it. What a great way to finish this up. I appreciate you taking yeah. the time. Good Thanks. talking with you.